two years ago, Morakoska was approached by the Healing Foundation in 2017, and the aim of the conversation was to have three healing forums, what we call healing sit-down, at the different communities who would put in a, a expression of interest to have those healing sit-downs there outside where their community. So three communities came forward. One of them was Masig Island. The other one was Ayama, also known as Yam Island, and the Kaureg people here, the custodians of the land that I'm talking from. Yes, yeah, so Murakoska is all about community um, organisations, empowering community. Our aim is to uh, build a strong, safe community. And to do that, healing is part of the process and also uh, addressing social um, issues such as preventing domestic and family violence, um, old people's action programs, keeping our elders well involved rather than leaving them isolated and cut out, um, child and family support, making sure that we've got positive parenting for our young mums and bubs that, that out there. Um, we've also just recently won a tender, um, a Queensland government um, investment in the well-being, family well-being program, which we call Murabuai, and Murabuai means all families. So it's a whole culmination of um, services that we offer to help our families from grassroots, um, whether you're zero to elderly, um, you know, this is a social service that's been about for 30 years. Our mothers have been very strong and instrumental and they went against the grain, against the cultural barriers. Yeah. What in particular were, were these communities sort of, you know, sort of facing and, and looking to sort of get that healing in regards to? There was a lot of intergenerational trauma that had happened over the over the past with our grandfathers and our forefathers before them just around the colonization you know how we weren't really recognized back in the day I remember the parents my parents saying that we were classed as you know animal so just the disrespect and the disharmony and the displacement of some of the families that have happened over the years. It's just been absolutely mind-boggling and upsetting. What sort of then come from these meetings that have taken place from these community members? We first and foremost had those healing sit-downs and all the information, the key priorities were actually documented and put into a final report. And out of that report, the people from the community the men, the women, the children, they came together, they walked side by side. They actually came to write a priority action list that needs to happen in community for healing to occur. So basically, you know, the things that came out of there was it, it recognizing, you know, and, and acceptance and respect, um, keeping our culture alive, our, our, our traditions um, you know, that the, that's where we're losing our culture all because of all these other distractions that come in. But, um, you know, it was written for community, by community, and it's a beacon for service providers like Murakoskare, all the government agencies and other non-government agencies to be able to see what these priorities are and see and be actually in, instrumental in helping um healing these families at those three communities. And there's definitely um, been some priorities where they've actually 
outlined who the agencies they feel that should be there and that's their, uh, the work that they do. We call it here Zaget. Murakoska is about building strong and safe communities. So this is why we're so involved, because we have a footprint in the Torres Strait. Why is it so important to have, like you were saying, uh, whole families, the community, you know, the women, the men and the children all coming together to be able to have their say on this? It's very important because we never had that opportunity before. It was always listening to what the government came in and had to say to us. Now that conversation has turned around and it's now the people using their voice. And that's how it should have been from the get-go. And it's really important. It was, like I said earlier, it was written by community, for community. And we as social agencies that come into community, they will actually keep us, hold us accountable and remind us. And us reminding ourselves, also implementing these actions into our uh, staff, our, our programs, our, their operational plan. So from here... The, the commitment from Murakoskar is we are in the position now, we're going to be angry women calling on government to come and see these recommendations and help us and actually negotiate with them to help us help community to achieve these priority actions that have been uh, outlined. First, I just want to acknowledge all those that were very instrumental in these um, healing forums, especially the Healing Foundation, our staff, um, the Murakoska sorority staff, um, our, my board, um, you know, for supporting the work um, and agreeing to work together with the Healing Foundation. And um, we've only just started... Um, we've just scratched the surface, to be honest. There's so much work to be done, and we will continue to work with the Healing Foundation to make sure that each and every 14 communities, um, you know, out of the 19, are actually um, have gone through this process. That was Regina Turner, President of Murakoska, Elder and Chair of the Karag Native Title Aboriginal Corporation, Milton Savage, explains why his people wanted to be involved in the healing forums. We do have a story to tell. Past injustice, our Kaurag people were being forcibly removed from their homeland and, you know, massacred and, you know, all that uh, degrading past. The story why Kaurag people are still traumatized by that era, still holding on to that, that pain and hurt, uh, intergenerational trauma, we want to heal. Uh, we want to be healed and also to help others to heal as well. Because of the the policy that was implemented here by you know the early colonial government back in uh, the colonial days, just in the process of healing, fighting racial discrimination issues and building relationships, coming together, acknowledging the hurt and the pain, the past history, the past injustice, how we address it and how we move forward. So that's important thing that Coloreg uh, plays the, the role uh, in, in this process, healing process. And in terms of those, I guess, the way forward then, what what, what were some of the priorities and stuff that, that, that your mob identified? With the help and support from the Healing Foundation, the National Aboriginal Treasury and the Healing Foundation, who helped us because uh, the in- engagement of myself, my other, Louisa O'Connor, uh, meeting up with uh, a special person, brother, uh, Mr. Grant Sarah, uh, who is a very, very special person in, uh, you know, in our life today, um, who has helped us to 
to do a healing uh, with our mob. And because coming back to Thursday Island, Thursday Island, uh, they, the past government, the, the then government, had implemented a policy uh, which they call it the class system. White being superior, you got Asian, Malaysian, Japanese, uh, Chinese, then you got the Pacific Islanders, uh, then you got the Torres Strait Islanders, and Aborigines and Papuans were treated like mud, lowest of lowest waste. You know what I mean? So it's all coming back. It's all bringing all that issue up front in challenging and facing and correcting the past mistakes. Because it's, it's like a disease being implanted in our mind and, you know, to see, see one, another, one another differently when really it is not our way. It was what was implanted under the Aboriginal Protection Act and uh, Torres Strait Islander Act, so the policy that was implemented by the government. So it's all about addressing all the past injustice issues and also fighting racial discrimination. Yeah, and, and you know, we often see that whenever we're, people are sort of discussing colonisation, people seem to get you know, uh, quite negative when, they, when people are bringing it up and they, they almost get sort of defensive against when people bring up the impacts of colonisation because the reality is the impacts are still being felt today, aren't they? Yes, but for me, for me personally, I always confront people but in an healing way. And I always say to people that, you know, I do not point finger at anybody or blame anybody for it. And what I'm saying, I, I, I don't expect you to agree with me or disagree with me. All I'm asking is for you to understand what I'm saying. Because hopefully one day you will make it be your concern. Because that's, that's all what, what we're sort of putting out there for people, to make it your concern that make sure that these sort of things don't ever, ever happen again to anyone. So what happened in the, in the past, we all know it was a mistake, but it's how that we address it and how that we move forward. Because, you know, as the saying goes, you know, to understand the present time, you must understand the past. So our future will be bright, you know, so we can, we can decide the future for ourselves. So it's just a process of education. When you look at the... The class system. Why was the class system impl implemented or established? So do we really need the class system? No, we don't. We're all equal in the eyes of God. We're all one. We're all one people. So that's what we're addressing. It was wrong that they established the class system in the first place. And also with uh, how people were massacred, being massacred, uh, there was genocide. And also forcibly removed at gunpoint from our traditional homeland, and not realizing that there wasn't uh, the act we were under the Aboriginal Protection Act uh, that says that you know if you have a feature of an Aboriginal person, your rights become like a stroke of a pen. So all these acts that were put in place uh, that dismantle our, our people, not to practice our our songs, our culture, our language, our tradition. So we were like restricted from everything. So it's like now when we understood when you know when we understood the whole, whole concept of that that era, which was wrong. So we got to come back and correct it. So that's what we're saying. It's a process of healing. Let's heal ourselves first before we can reach out and heal others. So that's what we're doing here at the moment with the correct. And obviously, it is very early days. But how did you find that process in terms of? 
being able to engage the community and share the thoughts in terms of moving forward? It, it was a challenge at first because um, once we won the Native Paddle uh, determination back in 2001, that's when things started to change. When people here living in this region learned that Kaurek people have just claimed Native title over their islands. So this is when all that attitude changed. People started to do, do their their research in genealogy to find out if they were all connected to Kaurag as well. So see that 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 mindset, how how it sort of changed, and with what I'm doing now, myself and my other half, Louisa, have brought a big change to this part of the region. We are like, we are now like the leading leading uh, people in leading that healing process in giving recognition now to one another. So we, we, we're telling people that it's okay, it's okay. It's okay that you've degraded me because now we know the truth. It wasn't your fault. It was how the policy was established here. So we were all in the fear of the gun. So you see the Protection Act, everything was made under that the fear of the gun. So now that we've learned our, yes, we do have rights. We do have rights now. So it's okay. We can talk about these things and we can bring these things forward so that we can all heal. It's not about blaming one another or pointing finger at one another. It's about us getting together, reconciling with one another, acknowledging and moving forward together because we live together now. So that, that's the process of the healing and for Kaurig to take the lead because being left in the dark, coming out, being disadvantaged, now coming out, and now addressing all the issues, and also reaching out to people and telling people, come, come with us. This is about us, together. And yeah, that, that's, that's a big improvement and a big change. Yeah. So we, we are very, very grateful. Following the, the launch of this report, what are your sort of aspirations then moving forward? To have unity and actually to tell the indigenous side of story. Because when we, my time, when I went to school, like I, I'm 55 now, 55 years of age. When I went to school, I was taught that Captain Cook was the first European to discover Australia. Now, when, I, when I'm older and I've learned all these things, I said, no, what a, you know, German, you know, what a whole bunch of lies. So it is my responsibility now to say, no, no, that's wrong. I'm going to tell you the true side of that story. So this is what we're doing now, like for my people like myself. I am also involved with the Endeavour Report, the 250-year Endeavour story, Endeavour Report. I'm also working with the, the families from Cooktown, Yarraba, the families from down New South Wales, the Kaure Gudang Yadagana family in the north. So we're coming together in telling the, the, the other side of the Cook story, which will also help the nation to understand the true, the true side of the story.